This episode of Sparrow Folk Adventures in Suburbia is proudly brought to you by your wardrobe wingbirds at birdsnest.com.au. Look, sometimes we try and be funny with these spots. But there is nothing funny about how much we genuinely love Bird's Nest. We started working with Bird's Nest almost 10 years ago, so we were delighted when they wanted to support the podcast and not just because we both have birdie names. Not funny, remember? No, I'm being serious. Bird's Nest is a family-owned Australian business run by amazing women who just want all the other fabulous women out there to feel their best. Even though they have customers all over the world, their flagship store is in the regional town of Cooma, New South Wales. And you can always shop Bird's Nest online, but if you're in Cooma, you can experience their luxe shopping space and the wardrobe wingbirds in person. And why not try out Nest Days, their lovingly renovated heritage homes in the heart of this holiday destination? What kind of online clothes shop offers getaway packages. This one, just one of the many reasons we love Bird's Nest. Birdsnest.com.au Comedy, music, women, plucking ah. on ukuleles. Ah. In a musical comedy adventure for only two lives true lives where music and comedy intertwine who says women can't have it all this is sparrowfolk adventures in suburbia in our last chapter the girl struggled to write a terrible jingle about an awful product what rhymes with whiffy vagina oh gift made in china Oh no, would that be too racist? Magnus misjudged how Lark would respond to his sperm donation to Fox. There are at least a thousand things that would relieve my stress more than unrequested wanking into a jar. And the birds experienced the full horror of Creepy Bob's home decoration skills. How do you get them so realistic? Oh, I rubs the lotion on their skins. Ooh. Ooh. But with the Aphrodite ad under their belt and Creepy Bob safely tucked into his kimono, the birds are now ready to fly into the next chapter of Sparrow Folk Adventures in Suburbia. Ready to power walk? As I'll ever be. Fresh off the disappointing success of their radio ad for Aphrodite, Fox and Lark decided to power walk their way back to positivity and pelvic stability. I thought we could hit the lake, up and down Black Mountain, round the basin and home. Two hours tops? Two hours? Yeah, 120 minutes of you and me, baby. (laughs) Or six wee breaks. My bladder lasts 40 minutes tops. Oh, maybe a quick skip around the block? I might just pop to the loo first. An anxious scurry and half-flush later, Fox and Lark were out the door and bustling on their way. Love the retro tracky-dacks, babe. They're the only ones that still fit, babe. But their elongated strides and protracted arm swings only got them as far as the next driveway before they were interrupted by... Oh, hashtag Ava. Hashtag Ava bounced out from her house in her active wear, which was annoyingly suitable for both yoga and sophisticated lunches. Lark, good to see you out and about. Just going for a power walk. Strictly speaking, I don't think you're going fast enough to call it a power walk. Just doing my best, Ava. 
Good for you, Lark. Our bodies are our temples, right? Uh, what? Well, this temple's about to spring a leak. Another anxious scurry and half-flush later, Fox and Lark were out the door and bustling on their way again. Does Ava, you know, sometimes make you feel a bit like, you know, an incompetent jerk? What? No way. She's one of those squeaky clean brilliant mums who gets everything right. Oh, love that. Well, I don't. I'm not just a mum, I'm an Insta one. Sharing hot tips with everyone. Maternally divine, trending online. Check out my new vegan nipple cream line. Like, subscribe and share. Eyebrows fed still have a perfect pair. Like, subscribe and share. Slip me a DM, I'll pretend to care. Pretend to care. Pretend to care. Pretend to... Wait! Does Ava make you feel like an incompetent jerk? Uh, Maybe a little. Oh, Lark! You're number one mum in my eyes. Oh, thanks, Foxy. Till I get a kid anyway. (laughs) Life just feels a lot more complicated now. Sparrowfolk was supposed to be you and me. And now it's you, me and Janie. We had to fire Magnus. We whacked those young families over the head with our penis... A song. Well, our penis song. There has to be a less stressful way. I mean, the jingle. And then I, I know the money's good. But yeah, the money will be great. IVF is so expensive. Yeah. Despite her misgivings, Lark knew the stress was worth it if it helped Fox achieve her dreams. Yeah. I kind of wish I hadn't blown all my long service leave and savings on that trip to Bora Bora. Yeah. And actually had savings in the first place. Yeah. Hello, ladies. Oh, hey, hey Ev. Do you want the good news or the funny news? Uh, good news? I've got you another gig. Oh, fantastic. What's the funny news? Oh, it's at the Big Laughs Comedy Festival. Haha, that is funny. Yeah, we're not comedians, Nev. So what's the real funny news? Um, that? So, you are joking? Ha! <laughs> of course I was joking. Although, after seeing your stuff on YouTube, I thought maybe... YouTube? Yes. Magnus sent me the link. Magnus made some little videos of some of our songs. Oh, why? He thought if we were trying to do more gigs, it might help... I don't know. I think everyone's on Toktik and Instagrinder anyway these days. I meant to look, but uh, I didn't get round to it. Some of them are quite good. I had quite the chuckle. You were laughing at our songs? No. We pride ourselves on our serious feminist folk songs, Neville. Well, then you're going to love my other news. Good or funny? What have you got for us, Neville? Uh, Femfest? Neville watched as Fox and Lark's faces lit up. They'd camped out at many Femfests before as ticket holders, but only ever dreamed of performing there. Are you serious? Yes. When I told them how you gave birth on stage and launched your Sparrowfolk career while parenting three children, including a tiny baby, they thought you were perfect for FemFest. Oh, yay! Oh, yay. I think the phrase they used was superwoman. Lark looked at the beaming fox. She didn't want to let her bestie down, but she needed to tell her she wasn't a superwoman. She was a normal woman who really needed a nap. So... I can tell them, yes? Uh... This is perfect. The money from the ad, now this. 
All we needed was a bit of exposure and now we're going to be rolling in it. Yes, Neville, yes! Lark breathed deeply and nodded. Babe, you were so right when you said we just need to push ourselves. Yeah, I guess so. Ooh, sounds like I need to get my car serviced. No, it's my pants, which I'm about to wet. I'd better fly. Talk later. Okay. Bye, Lark. Gee, she's quick, isn't she? No sooner had Lark Powell walked off than Fox jumped into Neville's passenger seat. <sighs> Would you, uh, like a lift home, Fox? Please. Back at home, Magnus bounced an increasingly peckish Janie on their Swiss ball. Oh, I know. Mummy will be home with booby sword. Any time now. Love them. Gotta pee. Great idea. Let's wait with Mummy. He picked Janie up and followed Lark down the hall and perched outside the loo. Janie and I are just outside. She's a bit peckish. Great. How was your walk? Wasn't much time to enjoy it. First Ava had a go, then Neville turned up. He got us a gig at FemFest. Oh, that's wonderful. But what if Sparrowfoot gets really big? I need to exercise more, leave my babies behind and follow my dreams more. Spend more time with my babies. More. Whatever you decide, I'm with you 100%. <sighs> yeah, make decisions more. Are you nearly done? Janie wants a booby. <sighs> Lark took a few more seconds, then flushed. Meanwhile, in Neville's car, Fox was seeing stars. Oh, Neville, some of the biggest names ever have played FemFest. It's so exciting. Oh, I'm so glad you and Lark are excited. Oh, no. What? I just realised things are going to change. Now I'm going to be rich from the ad and famous from FemFest. Well, let's just take one thing at a time. Maybe I could be a mummy influencer, but not one of those thoughtless ones like Ava. I'll be really kind about how people can improve. Oh, maybe you could... I know what you're going to say. I'm not even pregnant because I don't have any sperm yet. No, what I was trying to say... Well, I've linked up with this donor facility in the city and they've got all the spunk a girl could want. (laughs) Maybe I should start Insta-sperming my... Instagramming my journey. Insta-sperm? What? You know, picking the sperm, deciding on names, picking complementary colours for the walls and linens in the baby's room. Oh no! Oh, what's wrong? I still haven't had the talk with my mum. Oh, I think she knows how babies are made, Fox. No, the talk about the baby's room. I don't think I understand. She's in the baby's room. It's her room. Oh, so she needs to agree on colours? No, she needs to move out. It's time. Because, um... Oh, because you're a successful musician slash public servant over the age of 30 having your own baby? Yes, that's right. I'm excited for you. Oh, I'm so excited. You're the best, Neville. The best manager? Just the best. Oh. Neville's heart skipped a beat. Wish me luck. Oh. Inside, Ruth failed to hear the car pull up because she was punching the air and kicking her legs to her favourite Jazzercise DVD. Mum! In here, dear. 
we need to talk, Mum. By the time Fox entered the lounge room, Ruth was sitting in her armchair, blanket across her knees, staring into the middle distance. Oh, hello. Oh, hello, Joyce, dear. It's Fox. Oh, I have a daughter named Fox. Why are you wearing a sweatband? Huh? What? Ruth whipped the sweatband off her head. I know you're pretending. Oh, who said that? I'm suddenly blind. Cut it out, Mum. It's time. You need to move out. Ruth straightened her body, her eyes focused. I think I'm having a moment of lucidity. Yes, I think you might be. I can't move out. You need me. I'm a grown, independent woman. I want my house back to myself. And and Sparrowfolk is making heaps of money. I can't move out. Where would I even go? Oh, I don't know. Maybe back to your own house? Oh, I don't think that would work at all, Foxy. Because you're old and forgetful and need help on seizing your dinky pelvis? Uh, Because I sold my house. Fox's mouth fell open with shock, then closed with cunning. Well, I guess if you sold your house, you'll have plenty of money to rent a new one. Ruth grabbed the remote. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. You've got two weeks. I can't hear you! Day one of FemFest soon arrived. The air was thick with oestrogen and wounds from the patriarchy. Their dressing room was small, moodily lit and well stocked with chocolate. Fox paced excitedly. Lark paced apprehensively and scanned the run sheet. There are six acts ahead of us. Great. That gives us time to browse for sperm. Fox noticed a speaker on the wall and flicked the switch next to it. Hear that, Lark? Oh, we're finally with our people. Sure are, babe. But as Fox got excited about their people, Lark was thinking wistfully about her people. Back at Lark's house, her people were going well. Magnus had decided to implement the minstrel method of parenting, and so far it was a roaring success. This is the way we clean our rooms early in the morning. Oh, good job, boys. Magnus beamed at Michael and Elliot as they stood in their newly tidied room. But I smell something stinky. First person to find it wins a million points. That's the way. This is the way we find the mouldy sandwich under the bed. Sandwich under the bed. Sandwich under the bed. That's the way. At FemFest, Lark was looking wistfully at a photo of her family on her phone, pumping breast milk for the feed she was missing. Fox was also hunched over her phone, eyeballs deep in potential sperm donors. They have quite a lot of acts already. Maybe it's a bit soon for us to be... Hey, what's more important, kind face or job? What? Oh, uh... She looked at her phone into Magnus's smiling eyes. Kind face. Oh, Donor FX546 here has Spanish and Sri Lankan parentage. Oh, and enjoys maths problems and mowing the lawn. His Maya Briggs type is E-N-I-J and... What's E-N-I-J again? I know J is judgy. Yo, yo, FemFest, this is Slam Jane. And this is my slam poem on the power of mothers. (sighs) Mothers. The birds faced the speaker and listened. Breasts, best, feeder for breeders, goddess, modest... I will not be. See my nipples cripple your qualms about babes in arms. If my bosom's in view, then your day is not ruined. I will stake my claim. My name is not shame. 
hardcore? We can't sing Ruin Your Day with Tits after that. Oh, we'll just sing the other songs. Magnus was also thinking about singing. He beamed at his kids around the table, happily munching the smiley-faced salad plates he'd made. This is the way we eat the olive eyeballs. Eat the olive eyeballs. Eat the olive eyeballs. Having reworked their set list, the birds were back on the sticky subject of sperm. Or at least Fox was. Ooh, GK364 is a psychology graduate who volunteers. He's exactly the same height as me. Lark's foot tapped nervously. Is this the right thing to do now? What? Don't you think children should be able to see themselves in their parent? Or is that, I don't know, a bit eugenics-y? It's not eugenics to want to see your baby. Hmm, let me Google it. Now, Willow Vandenbleet will perform a song for us all called Loving Your Labia. I am singing to the ladies of the land. What? Here's a secret message to every special man. Loving your labia. What? It's okay. They can't pinch all our ideas. We still have a doobie doo per sleeve. I hope Magnus is doing better than we are. <laughs> Magnus was doing better than they were. This is the way we stop fighting with our brother. Fighting with our brother. Fighting with our Especially voice. when he reverted to traditional parenting. This is the way we watch TV. And Daddy finally gets his coffee. Do what your female essence lets you do. Be what your Gaia power lets you be. Do be you. Do be you. Do be, do be, do be, do be, do be you. None of our ideas are original. Maybe we should just cut our losses and go. Sparrowfolk to the stage, please. Sparrowfolk to the stage. As Fox and Lark made their way to the stage, Fox desperately searched for a solution as Lark desperately searched for an exit. What about road rage? Women taking the power back. And that was Raven Girls with their song, Leadfoot Leroy, about how cars are a symbol of man's aggression towards Mother Earth. We're screwed. And now, please welcome to the stage a new member of the FemFest sisterhood, Sparrow Folk. Folks, we can't go on. All our songs have been hijacked by an intense poet or a soul-searching balladeer. A Sparrow Folk? Uh, Sparrow Folk on stage? Ladies, you're on. <gasps> I've got it. Trust me? Sure. Lark took a deep breath and committed herself to following her bestie into battle. They strode out on stage, waving their ukes. Hello, hello. We were going to just sing, but you've inspired us to reach higher, stretch further. Uh, no doubt about it. So today we're going to do a piece of improvised performance art just for you. What? What? About the intersection of art and motherhood. 
We are? We are! Did we ever tell you what happened at our very first gig? No. The venue was the Cat and Cabbage. Really? You want me to reenact giving birth on stage? I didn't really like doing that the first time. This is a safe space. It's just you and me, babe. And them! Lark pointed at the crowd, which was full of librarian glasses, organic hemp tunics, and anticipation. If ever there was an audience that fully supports a full frontal vaginal birth, it's these ladies. Yes, sister! I just don't know if I can do this. Lark... Lark, we can do this. And so Lark did what she always did. She convinced herself the uncomfortable tightening in her abdomen was actually her pelvic floor at work and not her spidey sense screaming at her. Thus, a few moments later, Lark once more found herself legs akimbo, head pointing the wrong way, bum pointing at an audience. I'm crowning! Like the femme queen you are. Amniotic fluid christens the men with the gift of the gift of life. I christen thee, Duncan. Splash. Thee, Kev. Splosh. Thy sticky, smelly carpet now cleansed with the purest womanly wetness. A few more moments later. From twixt her labia, thus sprung a babia. Holy hell! Quick, bow! Bow! As the birds took their bows before the rapturous crowd, the shell-shocked lark cast a glance at Fox. A proud grin of delight lit up Fox's face. Lark let slip a wry smile as she caught Fox's eye. They each let out a little laugh. Thank you! We are Sparrow Folk! After having already dropped Lark home, Neville pulled into Fox's driveway. Well, thanks for driving. Thank you for passengering. I'm so glad it went well. Ruth came out to empty the rubbish. She noticed Fox in Neville's car and hid around the corner to spy. Bye, Nev. Oh. (gasps) Oh, Neville, I meant to ask, when are we getting paid for the ad? Oh, I'll ring Creepy Bob now. Talk soon. Oh, thanks, Nev. Fox blew Neville a kiss. As she skipped off, Neville caught the air kiss and... and pressed it into his cheek. Oh. Bob Schlenger. Oh, Bob, uh, it's Neville here, just following up on payment for Sparrow Folk. Did the bank details come through? I don't need them. Oh, you have them already? No, because I'm not paying Look at clause 69 of our contract. Uh, just one second. Uh, I'll save you the trouble. It says if I change anything, I don't have to pay you. (laughs) But but the ladies did the work. You you have to pay. Oh, are you on the toilet? Gotta go. Give them girls a squeeze from me. Oh, no, no, I will do no such thing. Bob? Bob? 
Blast. Ruth stepped out from the shadows as she watched Neville drive away. This changed everything. <laughs> foxy, foxy, foxy. my things to move. What's going on, Mum? I've thought about it, and you're right. It's time for me to move on. Where are you moving to? Oh, I found this fabulous place near the lake. It's close to an art studio and squash courts. It's a new season, the season of Ruth. Wow, you've really thought about this. It's really expensive, but where else will I spend all my money? Maybe you'll even visit me there. Fox was a little confused about her mother's sudden change of heart, but of course I will, Mum. She gave Ruth a big hug. It was finally happening. Back at Lark's house, Magnus had everything under control. Maybe too under control. Thanks for looking after the kids while we were at FemFest, Magnus. Ho, ho, my pleasure, love lamb. They were a treat. Janie didn't cry for me? No, no, not one bit. What? Oh my god, I forgot to get Elliot's favourite socks out of the dryer. He must have been a nightmare. No, no, we just talked calmly through his options and he decided to wear sandals. What? Oh, I bet Elliot hasn't tidied his room like I asked. If I've told him once, I've told him a thousand times. No, no, we did it together. And we even wrote a song as we cleaned. This is the way we clean our room, clean our... So it seems I'm not needed around here at all then. Not one it. Oh. This is the way I support my wife, support my wife. Oh, it's Fox. I'm just going to take this. Yes, yes, please do. Foxy? Guess what? What? Mum's moving out. What? I don't know why. She just had a change of heart or something. That's amazing. Oh, it's all coming together. Money from the jingle, the FemFest payment, Mum's moving out. Ah, oh, that's Neville calling. Oh, add him to the call. Neville? Oh, hi, Lark. Hi, Neville. Oh, Fox. You're there too. Maybe I'll call back later. Why? What's up? I spoke to Creepy Bob. Great! When's he sending the money through? Uh, uh, he isn't. What? Uh, Says he doesn't have to. I I checked the contract and he's right. Oh my god. What about the $200 from FemFest? Neville? Uh, Well, yes, you are going to receive that. Okay. But it's not in cash. It's an annual subscription to their magazine and moon cups to the value of $200. Oh, Neville. It's monthly. I'll never be able to afford to have a baby. I know. I failed you, ladies. And I'm so, so sorry. Oh, it's, it's not your fault, Neville. It's a bit Neville's fault. Yeah. I'll make it up to you. A dentata's word is his bond. <laughs> what do I do now, like? Two hours later, Lark was in her bedroom, still on the phone to Fox. She had talked Fox through all her feelings, her future, and the Hungry Max drive through for a double-triple pounder with extra chips and a super-thick shake with cream. You going to be okay, Foxy? Yeah. Thanks, Lark. Okay. Bye. Bye. Love, lamb. Where are the kids? Why is it so quiet? Oh. 
I just got all three of them down to sleep. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> oh, my goodness, what's the matter? Neville stuffed up our contracts. We're not getting paid for anything. Oh, dear. And the gigs have all gone wrong. None of our ideas are original. I had to give birth on stage twice. <laughs> What? Once for real, and once because the other feminists stole our material. Hmm. And Fox is stressing out about sperm and her mother. I just feel like all the fun's being sucked out of everything. (laughs) Come here. Magnus sat and wrapped his arms around Lark. And I have a confession. Mm -hmm. While we're at FemFest... I was secretly kind of hoping that the house might burn down or something to prove how indispensable I am. But it turns out you did everything really well. And you sang too. I didn't get to sing. You don't need me at all. Of course we need you. You're our superwoman. Yeah, I know. I'm awesome. Everyone tells me how awesome I am. Following my dreams and... Does the actual superwoman fail at everything that she does? Well, there isn't an actual superwoman. In the comics, it's Supergirl and her sidekicks. That's Janie. I'll just... Hang on a sec. Janie! La la la! Ah, there we are. All sorted. Meanwhile, Ruth lay on her bed, eating licorice all sorts and reading the latest volume of Crocheted Terrier's Quarterly. Large cardboard packing boxes were stacked around the room. She heard Fox making her way up the stairs. She leapt to her feet, grabbed a roll of packing tape and began sealing the open boxes. Fox stuck her head into the room. Hi, hi, Mum. Hi, Foxy. I've been thinking. Hmm? Maybe... You shouldn't move out. I'm worried because... No, no, you were right. You need your space. I'm fine. But you're not getting any younger, so... Well, I just signed up for jet ski lessons. And can you believe it? Hip-hop dancing. I've never felt younger. Well, it turns out I need you... You need me? ...to stay. I need you to stay. This is a surprise. I mean, I've only just finished packing. I suppose I could get my deposit back. And I need you... You need me? ...to pay rent. I need you to pay rent. Oh, right. I understand. Ruth looked kindly at Fox and then unexpectedly embraced her warmly. Oh, thanks, Mum. means a lot. All right, then. Now, help me move these boxes out. But I thought you were staying. Oh, I am. But I'm moving to the master bedroom. But that's my room. But I'm the one paying rent. You understand. (sighs) A sly grin worked its way across Ruth's face. I can still move out and not pay rent. Oh, you can't do that. Because? Because you're a terribly valuable part of my life. And you need... And I... Need... Need you. Oh, darling. What a lovely thing to say. Now let's get these boxes into my room. (sighs) Fox lifted the large packing box closest to her. Mum, these boxes are empty. Oh, are they? 
Oh, silly duffer me, I get so confused. Maybe it is a good thing I'm living here with you. Meanwhile, Lark's frustration was not easy. I can't help but feel that I've done something wrong. No, Magnus. You've done everything right. But you're a superwoman. Stop saying that. What do you mean? I don't have superpowers. Calling someone a superwoman, it feels like a way of heaping expectations on a woman without giving them any actual help. But I help. Like today, I helped Elliot make an Elizabethan dress up for History Week at school. Exactly. What? I mean, the ruffles were a little crooked, but... I don't want to seem ungrateful because I'm so grateful for you. But by giving me all this space to succeed, well... It's a lot of pressure if I don't. Oh, Lark, I'm so sorry. Come here. Lark fell into Magnus's warm, comforting arms. Maybe you need to stop saying yes to everything. Oh, maybe I just need to say no to everything. Maybe not everything. <laughs> Lark looked at the glint in Magnus's eye and grinned. How much time do we have? <laughs> Enough. I don't want you on the floor Or up against a door I don't want you on the table I fear it's unstable to me. Magnus slipped into bed. It's not naughty, it's nice. It's predictable, but it feels so right. Two minutes, 43 long. You could fit it in this song. You can leave your socks on. Your feet smell really wrong. And please don't take too long. Show is on. It's been a really long day. Let's not worry about foreplay. Give that hot marital sex to me.
Hey, ni la la la. You may not be a superwoman, and I may not be a superman, but we are a super team. The next morning, Fox lay peacefully in her bed. With Ruth now paying rent and her financial stress behind her, she'd slept better than she had in a long time. The sun poured through a gap in the blinds and gently caressed Fox's face. She stirred, stretched, and opened her. Ah, Mum! It's eight thirty. I was expecting my breakfast. What? As a rent-paying tenant, there are certain expectations. <gasps> Did you say eight thirty? Yes, well past the time I normally eat. If I don't have my brand by ten, oh, then I use. That's luck. I've got to get to my appointment. An hour later, at the fertility clinic, Lark waited patiently in the patient waiting room, while Fox was in with the IVF specialist. Hey, Magnus. Just checking in on my little love lamb. Still feeling okay? Sure am. New and improved love lamb. Not going to put pressure on myself. That's right. It's okay to say no to things. Okay, thanks, Doctor Lash. Bye. Two secs. Fox is out. Fox sauntered cheerfully out of the consulting room, gleefully clutching a mini cooler bag. Future father of my children selected. Check. Two weeks of hormones. Check. Auto injector. Check. 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 That's so great, babe. Oh, just one more thing. I'm terrible with needles. So, can you jab me three times a day? Ah. Uh... You can say no, Lark. Remember, you can say no. The times That's are super right. specific, Just so you can't be late. But it only takes a few seconds each time, so that'll be okay, won't it? Let's practice it together. No, no. Talk later, Magnus. No. So, jab me in the bum? Yes, of course. Yes. In our next chapter, Magnus helps Lark reset the balance in her life. I'm going to run a boundary-setting bootcamp. That's ridiculous. Sometimes, to learn to say no, you must first say yes. Lark helps Fox with her IVF hormone injections. Let's count down together. Five, four, three, two. Oh, stop! I need longer. No prob. You count. Okay. Five hundred. Four hundred and ninety-nine. Okay, this isn't going to work. And Fox helps Lark get arrested. You two on the ground now. Will Fox and Lark be jailbirds for life? Find out next time in Sparrowcoke Adventures in Suburbia. Hello, audience members. As you can tell, stress is a bit of an issue for both our sparrows at the moment. So to give them a bit of a boost, why don't we all open our podcast apps and give them a good rate and review? I just know it will make them feel better. Thanks, everyone. You're really super. Rate and review. Sparrow Folk Adventures in Suburbia was created by Kathy Crowley, Juliet Moody, Paul Bissett, and Catherine Prosser, based on characters created by Kathy and Juliet. All the roles were performed by Kathy and Juliet, who also wrote the music and lyrics. Paul and Catherine produced the podcast and wrote the scripts, with additional material by Kathy and Juliet. Catherine directed, and Paul did the audio design and engineering. Sparrowfolk Adventures in Suburbia is a genius production in association with Sparrowfolk, and was produced on Ngunnawal land in Canberra, Australia. 
This podcast was supported by funding from the ACT government through Arts ACT. Stay in touch with us on Instagram at Fox and Lark or email us at thenest at sparrowfolk.com. Just remember, Sparrowfolk has a hyphen in the middle. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.